everybody, Lee here. Thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where I shared my personal story and I hope you were significantly impacted by that. But today we're going to talk about something that I care deeply about as a result of me sharing my story is this idea of collective action. So in the fall of 1929, the unthinkable happened. The stock market crashed on what was now called uh, Black Friday, and it led to a movement or a time and a period in American history, which we call the Great Depression. It was such a tumultuous time in American history, and it led to the election of Franklin D. Roosevelt as president in 1932. When Roosevelt came into power, uh, the strength of the federal government was weak and the nation was in disarray and despair. The country needed a series of strong and aggressive policy proposals to save the nation. And through the New Deal and World War II, Roosevelt was able to galvanize the nation into collective action to build a strong America that will lead in the world for the first time. Today, we're going to talk about this idea of collective action, and I would just want to give you a definition of what that means. So let's define collective action. Uh, it is the collaborative efforts it takes to place in groups and divergence from the social norms of a situation. So today I'm going to give you three areas which I think that collective action can happen in our society and culture. So there are three things. Number one, social, economic and political. First, let's talk about social. So on Valentine's Day 2018, students at Stoneman Douglas High School went to school thinking it was just a regular day and was confronted with something so horrific. A school shooting that led to the death of 17 students and faculty members. This action rocked the nation at its core and students like Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg led the charge in organizing their classmates to march and do something different in the world. The action by Gonzalez and Hogue led to thousands of young men and young women across the country calling for gun reform and creating the movement that we know today as March for Our Lives. These young people have put pressure on state legislators to consider and change laws within these within our country and within our states to ensure that we protect our children at school. And these young people were just ordinary folks who thought, hey, let's actually take a step, a tragic situation, a problem, and let's take action. In the conversation, we can realize in this conversation, rather, we can realize that in our spheres of influence, we can engage in conversations and talk about things that are happening around us and cause people to move on an issue. It may just be that you might need to have a conversation with some family members in the coming weeks about things that are going on in our country. And you might be able to move them on those issues and move them on thinking about this subject in a different way. Because the decisions that we make affect our society as a whole. The decisions that we make on whether who we elect or who we engage with politically or or what is happening in your community, we are affected by them in a social way. 
It affects the communication that happens between you and your family. And we have to think about this. And it takes people getting together in order for situations and policy change to happen in our country and in our culture. Secondly, economic. There's this old saying that says, put your money where your mouth is. And money can make or break any business or organization. We're seeing this happening all over the country right now uh, with all the turmoil that's happening because of police brutality and different things like that. Uh, There's a perfect example of how economics affected how collective action can happen in within any organization. We see this happening in 2014 with the L.A. Clippers, how their owner, his name was was, uh, Donald Sterling. He was recorded making making uh, racist comments about black players and people. This led to public outrage. It was all over the news. Uh, They were talking about it on news, on public news networks, not even just on sports. They were talking about this as a national issue. Even players came out and said, hey, man, we play in this league. We are the guys that are generating money for this league, and we have issues with that. Even President Obama even spoke out about the issue. And this led to sponsors like uh, CarMax and Virgin America and others withdrawing their support from the team. With those dollars now gone, the NBA was forced to push Sterling to sell the team. So when companies use their economic power to get things done, Things can change collectively for everyone. So it's all it took was one or two businesses saying, hey, we're not supporting these actions. We're not supporting this type of mentality in this sport where these guys are making us big money. We will not support something that does not represent what our company stand for. So we're going to challenge you, NBA, to force him to sell the team. And it ended up happening. And we see this as a significant thing, but because even right now in our country and culture, as we've been having these conversations about race and culture throughout this year, 2020 has been an interesting year, especially in that conversation. We're seeing companies from clothing retailers to Fortune 500 companies take up the calls to support African-Americans or support people of color in general in their business endeavors. They've given thousands upon thousands of dollars to HBCUs, to scholarship funds, to uh, the NAACP and other organizations that are fighting and doing the work of civil rights in our country because they believe that is a smart economic decision. And collectively, if we support the cause, we can cause social change, legislative change, and cause people to be impacted in a positive way by the decisions that we're making. We're using our economic power to ensure that black business owners are getting the same shake as other people, that other POCs are getting the same shake as other people. It is so important that businesses use their collective power to push the system, to push culture in the way that it needs to go so that everyone can be beneficiaries of it. And for you and I, you may think, well, I I don't have a big business. I don't have uh, this type of influence. You can use your money right now to influence any organization. In your community right now, if you decided to give to the PTA that you are part of, It could influence the way your kid is being educated. 
If you decide to give money to your church or to your fraternity or to a rotary club that you might be a part of, it can impact that organization's ability to shift or transform culture around you. But you have to be willing to take your $20, your $5, your $2, Because these companies have millions of dollars. They have access to hedge funds and access to resources. And you may not have that. And you may. There may be some people who are listening to this. You may have that type of money. But at the end of the day, that is a decision that all of us can make. Last month, one of the things that I did uh, in correlation with my birthday was I gave some money to an organization that I felt was doing great work for uh, food and water uh, issues. I I felt it was necessary for me to give because even though I don't have a whole lot of money and a whole lot of capital yet at this point in my life, I believe that if I gave to that, if I invested my time and my money into something that I cared about, I was showing that I could support them economically. Now, I want you to think about something because economics is always an interesting subject. What if you and I With our little bit of money, decided, hey, I'm going to give $20 to this specific cause. You get 10,000 people giving $20 to a specific cause, it can make a significant difference. All it takes is everybody believing that they have economic power to change something. That they have the ability to push systems, to push culture, to cause change to happen. We see it happen all the time on social media, how on Twitter specifically, how people use their economic dollars to say, hey, we are not going to support this artist. We're not going to support this this individual because they are not representing what we expect from them. And you and I have to recognize that we can do that even in the small space that we might be in. It might be at your job. You might decide, hey. I'm not going to support this thing because this does not represent the economics of my family and my life. I need you to do better with my money. I'm a customer or I'm a part of this organization. You are affecting my income when you make decisions. And this is something that we have to think about as it relates to this idea of us taking our collective genius and collective action to push systems in a direction that we needed to go. And this last point is political. Now, obviously, if you've listened to me for any period of time or can see me, you know that I am a person of color. I'm an African-American male and I am significantly an, a beneficiary of political collective action. If it had not been for the 1960s where the civil rights movement was a push for the restoration of uh, voting and other civil liberties promised to the American to black Americans. I wouldn't be sitting here and having this conversation about it. And even now we're seeing that those things are being challenged in American culture. We saw in in 2013 where there was a a case uh, called Shelby versus Holder, where some of these these civil rights were being under had been undermined and shaped and changed because of that court case. And we're seeing that people are starting to fight again to restore civil rights for all people. Here's the thing. That political action is something that we all are beneficiaries of. 
Because one of the realities that people have to understand, whether you believe it or not, we're all affected by something political. Where the street is in your community, where, where that stop sign is in your community, whether or not that building you live in, the apartment that I'm in right now as we're recording this episode, it is a byproduct of a political decision that allowed somebody to construct whatever they constructed in this space. It 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 is a byproduct of that. You and I have to understand that these actions that are taken, whether it is during the civil rights movement, which influenced other movements that we've seen break off from throughout the years. We recognize that political power and collective action politically can move the needle. It can cause people to be elected to office or not be elected to office. It can cause individuals to change their policy position. We're seeing even right now as we go into this election in a few weeks, how politicians are having to change some of their views. Their their ideas are changing because people are putting political pressure on them. Hey, you're going to have to earn my vote. I'm just not going to give you my vote because you are of my party or we have some of the same philosophical ideas. You're going to have to earn my vote. So what are you going to do for me? So people are putting pressure on policy decisions and challenging leaders to do things that they never thought they would be able to do. But they recognize that they have collective power. You in your family, in your community, you have collective power and we have to recognize that we can do that in our lives. And we're less than 100 days from the election right now, guys. In the next two or three weeks, we get to elect not only leaders at the top of the ticket, but down ballot. We are we get to pick who our leaders will be. And if we don't recognize that that affects our society, that that affects our collective genius, that that affects the ability for our kids to go to great schools, that affects uh, whether or not we're able to to go into certain areas and be able to flourish in our careers. It all uh, is affected by the decisions that we make when we vote. Even if you haven't registered yet, please get registered as soon as possible. Some states, you know, have ended registration because they are now doing early voting, but get registered right now. If you want to do anything for me, if you want to be inspired by what I talk about with leading with Lee, one thing I believe fundamentally, you have to vote because it's not just about the top of the ticket. There are things that are happening in your state, in your community, in your city that that you're voting for mayor. You can be voting for governor. You can be voting for any a number of positions. But it takes you understanding the responsibility that you have in doing the work of building and transforming or changing what happens in these spaces. You have the ability to cause things to change. And it may not just be that big as, as far as voting is concerned. You can have collective action in your own community. I remember when I was uh, living back in Mississippi and uh, there was a lady that we lived across the street from and the street that we lived on was torn up and it wasn't looking very well. This lady for months, she called the city of Jackson and said, hey, I need you to pay my street. For months, she even went out of her way to get out of her house and go have conversations with folks on our street about, hey, 
We need to get our street paved because if we get our street paved, it would ensure that nobody's cars get raked on our street. Our kids won't get hurt if they run into a pothole or something like that. They'll be protected on our street. Let's make our neighborhood look better. And when everybody in the neighborhood start calling downtown, within which she was able to get the street paved because she recognized that she had the ability to cause collective action. What does that mean for you? That means you right now, as you're listening to me, as you're watching this, you can cause stuff to change in your community. You can cause stuff to happen very quickly. You can cause people to see that they have the ability to change culture, whether it's on a PTA, whether it is you in a singing group, whether it is you at school with your friends, whether it's you on your job right now in my job. A few months back, we started having conversations about this issue of race and culture because people start saying, hey, we need to talk about this. You can make that type of difference. You can start those type of conversations. You can bring up things in a very strategic and and, and significant way so that people can actually see what is possible. Here's the reality. Possibility is in you. Don't underestimate. The ability that you have. Our collective genius is something so significant in the world. It has really birthed everything in society and culture. It's when people came together and realized that they could do something. You and I can do something. You and I are adequate enough to do something. You have the capacity to do something. But it takes you believing that you can. And so today... As I close and stop talking, you and I should know that right now, make a decision and call some collective action to happen. It may not necessarily be something really big, but it could just be in your household. You get all your family to get in the gym with you. It could be that in your household, you have everybody eat healthier. It could be that you get your friends to go in on a few dollars with you and y'all start a little business. Selling cookies or something. It, it, it's, it, it's not very hard. You, you and I can do these things. We can make a difference in the world. So you and I, let's go out and let's do some collective action. Thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I hope that you are inspired, equipped, and empowered. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe today. And to get updates about all the things that I'm doing, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II or Lee A. Scott II. I hope that you'll tune in for the next episode of Leading with Lee. Much love and let's get started.